Welcome to the hottest podcast around. Good things come in threes with your expert panel of hosts, Pastor Jack Horner, Pastor Liz Fry, and Pastor John Brock. Welcome to Good Things Come in Threes, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. My name is Pastor Jack Horner, and I am here with my colleagues, Pastor John Brock. Hello. And Pastor Liz Fry. Hello. And we're really excited about this uh, podcast. We're adding a new segment to this podcast, so we are getting so creative, it's just amazing. Uh, I I can feel electricity in the air from from what this segment's going to be about. I can uh, feel it. Mm. Well, you know what? It makes a lot of sense, too, because the podcast is Good Things Come in Threes. And what we realized was, you know, we are talking about a lot of really good things uh, in our podcast, but, you know, the good things come in threes. So we should share a good thing that happened recently with us. Um, that we want to be able to share with, uh, with with all of you. So this new segment is going to be, um, you know, tell us a good thing. So tell me a good thing, Pastor Liz. Oh, I'd be happy to. Um, so my husband, Kyle, and my dog, Taylor, and I, we went for a hike on Saturday. And it was one of our first ones in a really long time. It was really muddy. So that wasn't necessarily the good thing, Mm -hmm. but it was just really good for my soul to be outside and to be with two of my favorites at the same time. Well, that sounds really great. Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump in, Pastor Bob, because mine is related to that. Okay, then go right ahead. The weekend weekend before, I went with the Fellowship of St. Bernard. Oh, yes. That is our outdoor ministry. We went for a nice hike uh, right outside of Lidditz. Uh, Pennsylvania, and then we went into Lidditz where they had their ice festival. So they had ice sculptures uh, all throughout the town. And um, the highlight for me was we went into the Wilbur Chocolate yes. store. <laughs> it's really, really good. It is. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's good stuff. And I uh, picked up a number of different things to uh, bring home uh, just in time for Lent. So, yes, we did not give up chocolate for Lent. Uh, because I still have a lot more to uh, eat of that, but it was really, really just wonderful. Well, and that new group sounds really fun, and I'm hoping to be yeah. able to to go with them on some of their other things. I wasn't able to go that yeah. day. But Me it's, neither. Yeah, yeah it was, a, it was yeah. a lot of fun. It was a lot yeah. of fun. What's your good thing? Well, actually, it has not yet happened. I'm looking forward to uh, having lunch with it with a very good friend of mine. Um, this <clears throat> might sound a little weird. Um, I, I'm, I'm meeting with her. Uh, she is a fellow... Um, Flatlander. Uh, she's from <laughs> Illinois. Actually, we grew up not that far apart, even though we were nowhere close to in in age. Uh, but she's serving in Upper Susquehanna Synod. Un- unfortunately, <clears throat> excuse me, one of her sisters just recently passed away. Oh. So I'm. But, but we're going to get together, and we are going to uh, remember her sister and and uh, ta- just talk about life and ministry. And I'm very much looking forward to that. Oh, that's oh, wonderful. Nice. That sounds really great. Yeah. Well, today we have a really um, fun topic, I think, for all the pastors, uh, partly because we're all pastors, and uh, in a way, we make a commitment to what we're about to talk about. Uh, Certainly, we make a commitment to teaching about what we're going to be talking about today, and today we wanted to talk about uh, the creeds, and in particular, we're going to focus our our conversation on the Apostles' Creed. Uh, The Apostles' Creed is one of the... um, uh, 
one of the first creeds uh, of the church. Uh, and just, so just to give you a little bit of background, so what is a creed, you might say? Well, a creed is a statement of belief. That's as simple as, as that. It's a statement uh, uh, of belief. Uh, you can imagine in our world there are all sorts of gods, small g, mm. that we can worship and adore. And so it's important for the church to be very clear about uh, which god do we pray to. Uh, and so a, a creed is that statement of belief. Uh, it's a confession, if you will, to whom are we going to give our ultimate allegiance and uh, the creed, the, the the creeds that the church has, uh, take their form from basically the threefold, uh, the threefold name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in a way, the believer enters into that communal relationship of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, and a creed is also has a as a worship function too. It is right. not just a statement of belief, but it is also you might say a, a a a form of praise of the God to whom for whom the creed points. So let's talk a little bit about the history of of the creeds. So I'm sure as uh, for those of us at least who are who are of the Lutheran persuasion, <coughs> excuse me, um, we are we all rem- remember from our from our days of uh, affirmation of baptism. That we as Christians in the Lutheran tradition, we say that there are three creeds that we believe in. Um, we, we, of course, as Pastor Horner has already said, the Apostles' Creed. Um, we also use the Nicene Creed. Uh, but then there is one that I, I know we at Trinity have used very occasionally. Um, we have not done it in, in a while either, but it's called the Athanasian Creed. Um, and part, part of the reason we don't use that creed on a regular basis is because <clears throat> it's a page and a half long. <laughs> uh, part of the reason is because, um, well, it, it, is, it is not quite the same as the other two, as the Apostles' Creed and the, uh, and the Nicene Creed. Uh, but for any of you who might have the, the old green hymnal, the Lutheran Book of Worship, you can always find, look up uh, and find the Athanasian Creed on page 54 in that. I'm not going to read it to us now. Uh, but <laughs> all of those, because uh, we'll be here for an hour and a half but just trying to get through the creed. But, um, mm-hmm. but the creeds, like, like, like Jack was saying, they, that statement of belief, they, then they come out of uh, us trying to, or, or not us, but the church trying to um, be able to relatively succinctly be able to express what it means to be a believer. Um, and f- from a chronological point of view, the Apostles' Creed is probably the first one that was written. Um, the Nicene and the Athanasian Creed both came out of or from around the fourth century. There are debates back and forth as to which one was written first. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, all of them can, can date back to um, something that, that came out of the late first century, early second century, um, a little booklet called the Didache, um, or as it would be translated into English, would be the teaching. This is something that was written, the earliest copy they have is, or, or that has been found dates from around 150 AD. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a wonderful little booklet, and I know that I have used it a couple of times in, in uh, adult classes um, to talk about the early church and, and how faith came to be. Um, 
And actually, it, for I, I, have you guys? Were, I should ask. Have you read the book? Oh yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. So, I just I was just realizing, like, huh, that's on my shelf, and I haven't yeah. picked it up in a yeah. really long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to just jump in because yeah. the the idea that we have a source document from around 150, mm-hmm. so less than. You know, a little bit more than a hundred years after the uh, after the uh, death, cruci- and death and yeah. resurrection of Jesus, yeah, is amazing. Yep. Yeah. Just yeah. understand right that. Now. Understand that, people of God, that yeah. if we have source material that is that close to the event, you you know, it, it's just it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And 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 this is relatively short. I mean, in English, it's probably uh, maybe uh, you know. Five-ish pages long, um, and 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 to me, what is astounding about it is that what is laid out in the Didache is basically exactly what uh, is laid out in in uh, the Augsburg Confession and in the way that we go about um, doing our affirmation of baptism or, or confirmation classes mm-hmm. these days. You know, yeah. talks about what does it mean. Uh, to be a Christian, or how, how to live your life as, as a believer, yeah. uh, they, it goes over the the ten. It's like, the, it's like the new member class, right? Or a new member <laughs> class? Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah, a better way of sure. saying it. It's, it's like um, an yeah. early church new member class. Yeah, yeah you know um, the but you know the the the, the commandments. Um, it talks about bath, baptism. It talks about fasting and prayer. It talks about Eucharist. It talks about <laughs> giving thanks, um, and it ends up. Uh, now it does end up with with um, <clears throat> uh, talking about well the, the the last the last three sections of a deal with with how to keep the Lord's Day as they, as yeah, it refers worship. to it um, <clears throat> then how to um, uh, elect bishops and deacons so basically how to call a pastor mm. is, and then mm. uh, but then it then goes over into uh, the, it does end up finally with you know be, beware of the last days just keep keep your eyes out uh, keep your eyes peeled as as to um, things that might be striving to lead you away from Christ we've told you mm-hmm. you know we've spent all these last paragraphs telling you how to live for class but or for Christ excuse me but but keep your eyes open for these things that are going to lead you away from Christ yeah. um, but uh, the the general idea of, of the creeds that we do have is that um, even though we call it the Apostles' Creed, it's probably not written by the Apostles. Right. It, it's more likely um, what we would probably term today as a grassroots uh, yeah. statement, that, that it came about very simply. Um, and, of course, the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed are, are, can be easily broken into three parts, talked about God as, because we say that while we as Christians are, are monotheists, we believe in one God, but we talk about God in three persons. We talk about God as Father, God as Son, God as Spirit. We talk about God as Creator, God as Redeemer, God as Sanctifier. Uh, those, I know that some of those are, are big terms that we don't use in our everyday life, but <clears throat> the Apostles' Creed, the, the Nicene Creed, <coughs> excuse me, they both start off talking with the, about God as Father, God as Creator, very short little sections. The second section talks about God as Son, um, God as Redeemer. And then the third section um, in the Nicene Creed very much emphasizes God as Spirit or, or God as, as Sanctifier. Uh, the Apostles' Creed is not as strong, but it, but it comes out talking about the, um, the Spirit as well. And and each of those of, of those two creeds, um, they were well, like I said, the the 
Apostles' Creed was more of a of a grassroots movement, whereas the Nicene Creed came out <clears throat> or, or was written very specifically to to help um, go against some heresies of the day. And heresy right. heresy is 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 a great word. We don't use that in our in our everyday language unless you're you know the church nerds like us. But you know heresy means wrong teaching. So, <clears throat> um, and I won't get into all of the details. Uh, but but there were, you know, that's another podcast. That, that's right. an entirely yeah. other yeah. podcast. Yeah, actually, that would be a lot of fun. That would yeah. be a really fun <laughs> we, podcast. We could, talk, we could talk about the, her- the early heresies. church heresies. Um, but um, well, and, and and okay, so a quick aside. One of the great things that I I can remember learning is that um, when when they were still when they were trying to figure out um, how how do these three persons of God fit together, uh, that there were reports of actual fist fights on the streets of Alexandria, Egypt, as to how people perceive how, how to talk about uh, the, yeah. the, the spirit. That sounds uh, about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that happens these days, too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but that uh, the, the Nicene Creed was really, you know, whereas the Apostles' Creed is written to help us have a firm footing, a firm understanding of the basics of faith, that, right. the, that the Nicene Creed was written in order to help us better be able to enunciate um, uh, the, what differentiate, differentiates us as Christians. As, ca- as Catholic Christians, from, small yes. c. Right? Yes, yeah. as, as universal Orthodox, believers. Orthodox as, Christian. Uh, you know, especially um, at that time, it was, it was the, uh, uh, a, a big movement uh, going around started by a guy named Arius. So they were called Arians who, who said that, no, Jesus is not equal to God. Right. Um, but that, but Yes, that's an entirely different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but be a long but, yeah. rabbit hole. Yeah. So, we, oh, I love those rabbit holes. But <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk, talk to the men's Bible study. The last one yeah. I, I led on Tuesday, we went on like five different rabbit holes trying to make one point. But um, oh golly. Um, so yeah, so that's that's a real, real brief explanation of of at least our, our two primary creeds. The Athanasian Creed also was written in response to the Aryan movement. Um, uh, it just comes and, and it very much stresses um, God as Trinity, God as three persons, right. but one being. Uh, and, and so when the rare occasions that we do use the Athanasian Creed, it's most appropriate to use it on what we call Trinity Sunday, which is the Sunday after the celebration of, um, of Pentecost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another way of thinking about the creeds is, is, is a practical way, I mm. think. And that is, if somebody said to you, sure. who is God? Yep. Or what do you think about God? What has God, God done? Yeah. You, you can literally go, this is what I believe yeah. about God. And actually, for the Apostles' Creed, it actually starts out that way. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So... Here is the first article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. No, wait, Pastor Liz. There has to be more than that. That's it. (laughs) What? That's it? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. But wait. But wait. The Old Testament is three quarters of the Bible. (laughs) There has to be more that we can say about God the Father than just God the Father, Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I mean, why would we need to have any more? <laughs> that, the first and foremost, God created. 
yeah. period. Yeah, isn't that amazing though? It is amazing. When you think of when you think about that. That that what what we what we what we affirm in faith, mm. a couple of things I think that are really powerful about this. One, the name that Jesus called his father, right? That mm-hmm. he called God, um, is our is our father, right? Right. Um, his father is our father, mm. um, and. And I and it's affir- and it's affirming. It's an affirmation, right? I believe. Yeah. I believe in God, and what we believe about God is takes into takes into account the very nature of God. Yes. And what is God? Absolutely. What what, it, yep. what what is the very nature of God? Well, God creates. Yeah. So you think about your life, your your family's life, history. The world, the universe, the stars, mm-hmm. everything else that goes with it. We, we th- this creed begins in a way very, very much like Genesis chapter one. Yep. Mm-hmm. This sheer or or, or, or John, uh, the John, Gospel of John, John, chapter, John chapter, chapter one, yeah. a sheer explosion mm-hmm. of creative, yep. uh, of, cre- of creative uh, energy. Yeah. Um, and we're professing that everything. Everything comes from God. Right. God speaks, but like Genesis again, yes. right? God speaks and it comes to be. Yeah. Right? Um, Luther says yeah. a lot of stuff about this. So, so friends, I dove into um, Luther's large catechism yeah. as I was preparing um, for this podcast and just like found some like really great nuggets that Luther had to say. Um, you know, when we say that we believe that God creates, we are saying, like, I believe that God created me. Mm-hmm. And that's a really powerful statement to say, you know, that that everything, everything about me, God created and God loves, um, and that everything comes from God's come, comes out of God's love for us. Yeah. And in, in, in just in that one simple statement. Yeah. Yeah. And and that we're and, and part of that is too that, that we're made in his image. We're made in God yes, we're made in God's right? image. Yeah. Imago Dei. Um, and then we get to participate in it. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the the what the creed does as well. It invites us into that participation of who God is, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. into that into that life, into that very life of, 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 of God and who God is. Yeah, because we're also, we're also professing our belief that, that God is in relationship with the other persons of God and that God mm-hmm. is in relationship with us. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I love about, about the creed, yeah. about the, the Apostles' Creed, is how, how much it shows us the, the relational yeah. nature of God. And, now and, I have my big losers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and why we should and why we should care and about the creation. And why we should care? Yes. Yeah. Why should we care about the creation? Because it is a part of God's nature to create, mm-hmm. and part of our uh, job as human beings is being good stewards of what has been created, mm-hmm. right? And recognizing, uh, recognizing to whom does it belong, and to who to who do and to who do we turn as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll be talking about some other things. I think in the second article, 
you know, a, a term that Lutherans use a lot, justification by faith. And, yeah. you know, what that recognizes is that we can't do it ourselves. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Our life does not come out of just ourselves. It is a gift that comes to us from God. And I think the first article of the Creed really affirms that. Yeah. Yes. Right? That, you know, God cares about us so much, mm. again, using that, 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 that image of, of, a, of a parent, that God cares about us so much that he has created all of these things. Uh, he has created the heavens and the earth for us. Uh, to not only enjoy, but also to um, to care for, to care for yeah. as well. Absolutely. Awesome. How about that second article? You got it. All right. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. All right. So we get a little bit more information here, right? We get a whole lot of information. A whole lot more right information there. about this. So it's interesting. You go from you go from the one one sentence, you know, God created the heavens and the earth, and now we get to a little bit more and a lot more about about um, you know, a lot more about who, Je- who, who Jesus, Jesus is, is right? yeah, and what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so I've got a I've got a quote by Martin Luther. Oh, today. give it to me. So I'm it, okay, okay. So here's here's what Martin Luther says when he's talking about this. Um, so when the devil, this is Luther speaking. So when the devil throws your sins in your face and declares that you deserve death and hell, mm. tell him this. Quote: I admit that I deserve death and hell. What of it? For I know one who suffered and made satisfaction on my behalf. His name is Jesus Christ, Son of God, and where he is, there I shall be also. Ooh. Wow. Yep. How cool is that? Yep. What yep. a great way of thinking about it. You know, uh, because what we have in this, in this second article is really uh, uh, the story of redemption. Yeah. Of of. The depth of God's love for us in sending Jesus Christ to die for us on the cross. And it gives you, again, it tells us a lot about not only what is in the article, but what is also not in the second hmm. article. Where am I going with that? Yeah, hmm. where are you going with <laughs> well, that? Well, and, and so here it, here it, here, here it is. And you probably had these conversations with people, right? Oh, I can't believe in God because I don't believe in miracles, for example, right? Oh, sure. I don't believe, oh, Jesus didn't really heal those people. They probably just had everyday ailments. Or Jesus really didn't throw uh, demons out of that. I I don't believe that all of this stuff happened, right? Look at that article again. What does it say about the miracles of Jesus? Which actually in the Gospels take up a, a substantial amount. Absolutely. Right? So where does it talk about the miracles of Jesus? At the, in, in an article, a statement of belief right. about who Jesus is, what does it say about miracles? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yep. So you don't have to believe in the miracles 
to believe in Jesus. Now, mm. there is something that is, is happening there that is a declaration. You're absolutely right. Yeah. There is a declaration that Jesus died, and on the third day he rose again and ascended into heaven. So if you consider the resurrection a miracle, which I think you yeah. could you legitimately could. do, yeah. that miracle is there. But that's also something that was seen by a number of different people. Right. Right? The Bible says that what there were over 500 people yeah, witnesses. That, witnesses yeah. that saw Jesus from the time that he was on the cross to the time that he ascended into heaven. So it's not just like one person saw this or two people or just yep. the 12 disciples. Right. There are multiple people who saw Jesus alive after. And of course, they become the witnesses to this resurrection, which then shared that their what they had seen and what they believe about that, which yep. ends up quite, probably, quite frankly, into this very creed. Yeah. 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 But I think it's interesting that the the more controversial things that people might say about why they don't believe are, are, are not explained. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not, they're, what, what, what their problems are are not in the creed. Yeah, the problems yeah. that they have are yeah. not hmm. an article of, of belief oh, yeah. necessarily yeah. Uh, yeah. for us. The, the other thing I really like about this is, is the, the, the details that are included in this. Um, born of the Virgin Mary. Yeah. yeah. Suffered under... Pontius Pilate, who's named here, interestingly yeah. enough, yeah. right? Yeah, that's always been intriguing detail. to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, there there is some there is some detail, and I and I think that is because th- this creed wants to 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 show us that Jesus is born in history. Yeah. Yes, that it's a historical fact. That it's a it's a right. It's an huh. unchangeable point in time. Right. Yes. This is not a. This is not a. Um, uh, what do I want to say? Like uh, some ancient text, like a Gilgamesh mm-hmm. or something right. like that. Some, or some, King Arthur. Or King Arthur, yeah, yeah. some legend. This is not yeah. a legend or anything yeah. like that. This is a real um, born in history. He is not a part of it. Right. And uh, talking about the mother born of the Virgin Mary, he is a Jewish male born of a Jewish mother. Um, and Luke, I think, you know, kind of talks a lot about yeah. this sort of thing, right? Yeah. But set, setting this... Uh, setting this into uh, history. Interesting. We also see the elevation of Mary, right? Mary mentioned in the same article, right? Um, you know, Luke and, and I think the early apostles giving her due as the first as the first preacher, if you will, yeah. right? The first teacher of the Messiah, if you will, as as Jesus's mother. Well, and um, and, in, and in pointing out that she is a virgin, that is therefore implying that no human male had anything to do with this. That's right, and right. that it's connected to the prophetic witness, yes. right? To Ooh. the prophecies, to Isaiah, yeah. Yeah. who sure. said that the that the Messiah will be born of a virgin, yeah. right? So, I mean, there's just a ton of stuff that is going this on. This is illuminating this. for me. <laughs> yeah. I've never thought this deeply about the creeds before, friends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is good stuff. This is just the Apostles' Creed. Wait a minute. I know. The Nicene I know. So, so, okay. So, let's get back to that, like, uh, the almost like the outline that you gave us, John. Yeah. So, you gave us God the Creator. This is God the Redeemer. Right. Mm-hmm. So what the heck does that mean? What does it mean that Jesus is our Redeemer? 
Well, if you really want to know about that, you should be coming to the pastor's Bible study <laughs> on Thursday at 9.30 or, or streaming it after at, uh, 7, PM. at 7 p.m. on, on Thursdays. Uh, because we're going to be talking, actually, we're going to be talking about yeah, the cross, right? And and the images of the cross, and what does the cross mean, and what is the power of the cross, and how do how have Christians over the centuries viewed uh, this this cross event, this cross mm-hmm. and resurrection event, and what it, and what it means? Um, yeah, I, I I think what it means here uh, is 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 right after it says, "I believe in Jesus Christ, God's." Only, only son. Mm. There are no other saviors. Yep. There are no other gurus hmm. that can claim okay. this identity. Yeah. The, 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 this is not Zeus. This is not Poseidon. This is not uh, Odin or whomever. They're, sure. they're not. They're not make, as, as somebody said in a sermon not too long ago. They're, they're not making demigods. They're not, they're not making, making human divine uh, hybrids. That's yep. right. That's right. And, and, and he's given two titles, yep. Christ and our Lord. Yep. Again, that person of uh, really uh, uh, personalizing it, right? Mm-hmm. Not just any Lord, not, not right. the, our yep. Lord. Ours, sure. Yep. Our Lord. Yeah. Um, and so just as God taught the Israelites to wait for the promised Messiah, this second article of the creed basically is saying, you were looking for the Messiah, here is the Messiah. Yeah. This is the Messiah that we've been looking for. It is Christ, um, and he is the Lord. We are his disciples, and our life uh, becomes defined by his, by his life. By his life, sure. Yeah. And therefore, yeah. this, this death and resurrection now becomes a metaphor by which we live our own, very li- our own lives. That as... as, as Jesus lived, died, rose again. Our fate is now connected to this Jesus who brings salvation to mm. us, right? As as a as the redeemer, right? Yeah. Brings salvation to us. Yeah. And I and I'm going to bring a I'm going to bring a Luther nugget because I, this really st- stuck with me. So Luther says that um, Jesus as the Redeemer, is the one who brought us back from the devil to God, from life to death, from sin to righteousness, and keeps us there. Yeah. I just, yep. I, that really stuck with me when I was rereading the, the large catechism. Yeah. Jesus keeps us there. Jesus keeps us in life. Jesus keeps us in, 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 in our salvation, in our righteousness. Yeah. Um, it's nothing that we have done. It is Jesus that has done that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that. Yeah. And as he, as he is a part of history, so too he will be the exclamation point mm. of history. He will be the judge of the living and the dead. You know, all of the history is going to have, his, have, it, have its end in, in, in him. Really, really great. Yeah. All right, third article. Third article. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Oh, that's fantastic. The best explanation of this is really, it comes from Martin Luther. Yeah, I would and, agree with that. And it's from the small, this is now the, the small, small catechism. catechism. Okay. 
Um, so we were talking before about the large catechism, which is basically a larger teaching, which what catechism means, right? Yeah. A larger teaching. So the small catechism is just a smaller, more concise explanation. But for all of these, you can you can see that Martin Luther gives some explanations to all of these articles of the creed. The one for the third article is... Uh, is really good. It says, I believe that by my own understanding or strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But instead, the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, made me holy and kept me in the true faith, just as he calls, gathers, enlightens, and makes holy the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one common true faith. Mm. Boy, there's a lot of, lot going on in that too, mm-hmm. isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what does it mean that the Holy Spirit is sanctifier? Because what I love about what Luther says about this is that this article is all about us being made holy. Mm-hmm. And that the Spirit is who makes us holy. And I'm just going to stop there because there's a whole lot to dig into there. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting with this one in that, okay, so before, let's go back to the second article. Okay. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? The third article, I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And you're like, whoa, what does that tell me really about the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I think it's subtle. (laughs) It absolutely is. But it's very powerful in how subtle it is. Yes. Right? So tell them how, why, you tell them why you think it's, why you think it's subtle. Okay. Okay. So... It is the work, this is, all of this is the work of the Spirit. The gathering of the church is the work of the Spirit. The gathering of the saints is the work of the Spirit. The forgiveness of sins is the work of the Spirit. The resurrection of the body and the life everlasting, all the work of the Spirit. Yeah. That's kind of like the simple, the simple piece Yeah. here. But there's, I mean, there's more to say, right? Yeah. Now, if you look at spirit and where spirit comes up in Holy Scripture, it's really interesting because mm-hmm. it, it, it literally comes up in the very beginning of, once again, of Genesis chapter 1, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the spirit, the holy ruach in, <sighs> in, in, yes. in, in Hebrew that is, that is giving life, right? That is yep. breathing life into everything. And so I think it's interesting that we talk about the Holy Spirit and then it pivots to where is the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. Active. Yes. Where is it at work? The Holy Catholic Church. Yep. The communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. The Spirit is the very life of God and of the church. Yeah. Right? It brings life to everything. And we see something about what is the church. The church is holy. It is Mm -hmm. Catholic or universal. Mm -hmm. It is in the Spirit. It is formed by the Spirit. 
You know, yeah. we, we make a, cro- a cross on the foreheads of children that are being baptized, mm. right? And we tell them they, they belong to Christ and that that's, then the spirit is, the spirit is, is, is with them. The, the church is, is alive as the, as the spirit is alive. So is the church yes. alive. It's alive because it's alive with the spirit. It is sanctified, it is yes. made holy by that very same, by that very same spirit. Um, and furthermore, <laughs> but wait, there's more. If I mean, it may be so bold, I love that it's the Holy Catholic Church and the communion of saints, right? Mm. That those things are linked. So oh, you okay. realize that right. the church is not just the people that are alive right. it's the people who have passed on right. it's the people that are that are that have died in the in the faith as well uh, one of my professors called the church the democracy of the dead mm-hmm. right okay right yeah. we're yeah. always we're yeah. always a part of it right we never cease being the church and so when somebody dies yeah you know actually i know pastor brock you'd like to say that all the time right when somebody has passed away, you you say that they have joined the church eternal. The church eternal, right? Yeah, they, they're still in the church. They're, still they're part of it. Yeah. And and what I say to families that have lost loved ones, sometimes, oftentimes, especially when they're making a decision about whether or not they want to have communion at the funeral. Oh, I encourage them to have communion at the funeral because, you know, when we gather around the table around the means of grace, you know, we talk about. Uh, being gathered yeah. with uh, uh, cherubim and seraphim and the whole company of heaven. Yeah. So if you want to be connected in a real way with your loved one, you you can meet them again yeah. in holy communion. Yeah. Right? They are there. The 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 the, the communion of saints is there when yeah. we are celebrating. Um, the Lord's Supper in this way. They're so, never they're never far away. Yeah. So yeah. there you go, friends. Yeah. Now you can cry every single time you take <laughs> communion. <laughs> receive. Receive. Receive communion. communion. That's right. Yeah. Well, and, and and the other thing we see too is this the forgiveness of sin. Again, this baptismal renewal from the bondage to freedom. Again, it happens in the spirit. Uh, it's, you know, how are we forgiven? We are forgiven because of God's Spirit at work in our life. Uh, how are we renewed? We're renewed by the resurrection. Not only Jesus' resurrection, but the, the resurrection that comes to us um, and the life eternal that is, that is promised to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we are always close to God. We are always close to God, and it's the Holy Spirit that, 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 that makes faith, as, as Luther talks about. By my own understanding or strength, I, it's so hard to believe this, right? Mm. But it's the spirit at work in me, yeah, right, which allows me to take that step of faith, and 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 saves and saves me, right? Yeah. That that yeah. where I realize that yeah. it's not it's not about me, it's not about my own works, it's not about what I have to do to somehow deserve God's favor. It's given to me as a pure gift, and the Holy Spirit is what activates all of that. Uh, as, as the, again, as Luther talks about, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and makes holy the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it. Um, just real, real powerful, powerful stuff behind these words yeah. that we say 
for the most part, every single every single Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. In in our worship services, and that's probably why too that I think, especially yeah. for Lutheran Christians, um, even though believe it or not, and I know some people are going to find this shocking, but the creed is one of those um, optional items. If you look at the little red letters. You know, which talk about oh, the, yeah, the rubrics for, for, of yeah, right, worship. Right, right, yeah. You know, the creed is one of those things that you you can do. You don't yeah. have to do. Yeah, it may be spoken. It I have may, the ELB, ELW yeah, open right yeah, now. It may be spoken, but but in yeah. most most Lutheran churches, I would yeah. imagine that it is probably brought up or, or, or yeah. regularly recited. And maybe that's because we need to be reminded. Yeah, absolutely. Of that every single yeah. every every single week. Yeah. Well, and if, if, if I may, uh, a, a quick story from my childhood. I can remember uh, being in high school in the youth group, and, and my youth group went to visit another church youth group, and this happened to be a, uh, a youth group at what I would call a Pentecostal church. And, and one of the, the young folks there asked me, oh, so, so you're a Lutheran. Well, what, what, you know, are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know, what do you believe? And... And unfortunately, at that time, I, you know, I, I wasn't as articulate, not to say that I'm overly articulate now, <laughs> but um, I said, well, you know, well, what do you believe? And so, so we got into a discussion that way. Then a few years later, uh, while I was in college and took, a, took, took some time off and worked for a ministry called a Christian ministry in the national parks, where I served as, as a, what was called a student pastor. I was a, basically a, uh, a lay pastor out at uh, Yellowstone National Park for a summer. And and I led worship, and I made up the bulletin. And every week, I would put in the Apostles' Creed. And by the end of that summer, I had this this wonderful appreciation mm-hmm. of the Creed and how, he, because I, I met believers of all spectrums uh, leading sure. those worship. And it was so much easier for me by the end of that summer to say, well, this is what I believe. I believe in, in God, the creator, redeemer, sanctifier. I believe mm-hmm. in God, the father who created God, the son who, who was born of the Virgin Mary, who died for our sins. You know, and, and that just gave me, which is not to say that I, lo- I don't like the Nicene or the Athanasian Creed, but, but I think that the Apostles' Creed is just such a succinct uh, explanation of what we as Christians believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. These are the these are the non-negotiable things, right? Yep. Yeah. You know, we can we can as as Christians we can yep. debate and have all sorts of perspectives yep. over a lot of different yep. issues. Yep. But these are some of the you want to use wine or grape that, juice. That that's not as important. What color yeah. do you want to paint the bathroom? Whatever yeah. you know, you can you can whatever <laughs> yep. those issues are. Yep. You know, you can have a healthy debate about those, but these are the things that we really hold fast on. Yeah, absolutely, and that are actually just just fundamental and. And like I said, this is something, this is a creed that we can speak both to God, right, in worship, right. but also to other people, like you were saying, mm-hmm. in, 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 in sharing, this is what I believe, um, that this is, this is my God, yeah. whether we are talking to fellow believers or whether we're talking to people that are being critical of, of God or critical of the church Interesting. Sure. to say, this is what I believe. Um, the other thing, too, that I like about it is it's not just... It's not just my personal opinion. This is something that has been carried on through the church for centuries. Mm. So it's yeah. a real gift um, of those early disciples. As you were saying, the Apostles' Creed probably takes its, takes its root from the DDK, and maybe even before that, there was something called the Old Roman uh, 
rule. No. The, the, gosh, I just out of my head what it was. I think it the Roman rule, I think it was called. But again, okay. an early uh, creedal okay. confessional okay. thing that we don't have. We don't have a record of it. Okay. It's just been passed on. That that then takes its form into the Apostles' Creed. Okay, sure. But again, these 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 things that Christians very early on began to understand: who is God the Father? Who is God the Son? Who is God the Spirit? And began to kind of talk about that and and share that. And belongs to all of us. It belongs to the church, mm-hmm. that one holy Catholic and apostolic church. It belongs to all of us. And so that's why it's important for us to not only know it, to learn about it, to say it, to pray it, to live it. Yeah, because ultimately, isn't that what we're supposed to do? To, to live, live like Jesus. Jesus. Wow, that was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed this conversation around the creeds. Uh, We certainly enjoyed uh, uh, talking about it. So thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. And I hope uh, as you go through this week, you yourselves come up with some really good things. So uh, please seek the good. Be the good. Share the good. Because good things come Come in in threes. threes. All right. Are we ready for a blessing? Yes. All right. The Lord be with you, friends. And also with you. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for the gift of faith that um, has been passed down to us um, from from those who have gone before us for the gift that is the creeds. May we live this gift. May we live the promise of the gospel. Uh, May we live like Jesus. We pray all these things in his name. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed week. See you later. Bye, friends.